Shirt Show. Welcome to the dance party. <laughs> Look who Dylan's with. <laughs> she found our doppelganger. There we go. All right. Oh, hold on. I gotta get my real guest in here. Is it a kitty? We got a special guest today, and it's a surprise special guest, and we're not sure who it is. I, we don't even know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> Employee of the month. <laughs> Dude, she's hot. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyeshadow. I mean, sure, why Dude, not? She, she, her face is thick, too, for extra wear. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you? Pretty good. You know, me and Linda. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? I've got, I wanted to be like Dylan today, so Joanne made me some ramen tea. Pretty easy. Just take Sweet the packet tea. out of a ramen pack. <laughs> you don't know what to think about the ramen tea, do you? Like ramen broth? Yeah. It's not. Oh it's, it, it tastes like it. With a little like bone it. marrow. It's great. It's, it's, it's ramen. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the yeah. beach together. That's so funny. <laughs> Vacation mode. <laughs> I like how it's blacking out her boobs right now. <laughs> no, it's not. That's right. so creepy. And so, that's, so, that's so bad. <laughs> Dude, the funny part is, is as soon as I heard that we were going to do this interview, I bought this online and then <laughs> it didn't show up last time when we were going to oh, do this. Yeah. And then as soon as Tyler said he couldn't make it, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it showed up on the following Monday. And you're like, perfect. Sure. <laughs> I was like, yes. Timing's everything. Now I am really feel really lightheaded because I blew her up right before this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You don't have like a bike tire pump or something? Nope, I use my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. The best part is we were at work when I bought this and I looked up the reviews and there were so many creepy dudes pissed off that when they got it, they found out it didn't have any holes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have any holes. What One would you star. use that for? <laughs> One star. It's for parties. I don't know. She's, the creepy part is she's super small. <laughs> oh damn those legs you should have put her uh a, a upstate merch shirt on her yeah where's that what's what are you thinking she's got a great rack i wanted to show it off <laughs> you need some upstate merch pasties on her yeah we'll make those don't worry so how are you guys doing we're good we're good just busy yeah. right now which is awesome um a lot of vinyl a lot of t-shirts so it's good. What what you guys? saw uh, you were doing a hazmat, or I guess it was the back of a ambulance, or yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, that so that's like a good. highway hazmat truck they have around here. Um, so we're doing another one next week. Uh, there, that was, I mean, the install was fine, but the removal of the old stuff it was like 15 years old. So yeah. we had to heat it up, and well, it took a long time to get he, off. But he thinks that they might have done like a clear coat over the whole truck, but oh no. Final. Yeah. And so like that mm -hmm. on top of it just being like old and crusty, like it just 
but we got uh, it done. Did you power wash it off or how'd you do it? Uh, no. So I actually have like a steamer cause we do vinyl removals frequently, um, for other clients and I can do like a whole police car in like two hours, but this thing took like two full afternoons. Um, and we ended up using like, they have these eraser wheels. And then I ended up going to Harbor Freight and I got a hot knife and literally melted it off the back. Um, hmm just without taking the paint off. So it was good. By the way, is that an In-N-Out Burger t-shirt you're wearing? It is, yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Classic. So yeah. Making me hungry. But yeah, we got to get back to the West Coast eventually. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to happen. Everything's closed forever. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, Dylan's really travel. optimistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love, it. It, I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, I mean, I like exactly where we're at um as far as work related um so if we can just make it so we can keep traveling but right now everything's shut so we're just yeah hammer down where do you guys do the vinyl do you have like a garage that you do it uh so three different places so we have a unit next to us um if that company's involved in the work uh we'll do the vehicles there um we have other accounts about 45 minutes away they've got like a 10,000 square foot warehouse where we'll run cars in there for them and then if it's like our own stuff we just uh either do it at our house we have a garage um or if it's quick we can do it out at the back of the shop behind the loading dock so it's what made you want to get into that were you into that before oh, you were into printing <laughs> no i i don't enjoy well i wouldn't say i don't enjoy it <laughs> i don't enjoy but, it but no we we, like there was other printing. people in town doing it and they stopped and people kept asking and I was already doing the shirts and stuff for them. Yeah. Um, and we had the vinyl printer and cutter and stuff. So it really just like rolled off of that. Well, the first job that we got was actually next door. They were using someone prior to us being here. And the guy was doing, I guess it was what, like an ambulance with Chevron. Yeah. And literally halfway through the project, he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he just left. Like he quit on the guy. And yeah. so he, nice. he asked me, cause that was when I was first asking about space here. And he's like, can you guys do this? Cause he knew I had a vinyl cutter and I'm like, yeah. Can't say no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the yes guy. So she keeps me um, from getting into too many <laughs> situations. But I mean, like I just told him, yes, I'm like, yeah, we can handle that. And that's when we learned. Um, and I mean, Currently, for this year, like what we have ahead of us is at least 40 something vehicles left that are confirmed. Really? Um, Yeah. So it seems super scary to me to do that. I feel Um, like you can mess shit up so easy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's expensive. Like, so, I mean, you know, just in general, like a roll of vinyl for like just basic lettering, you can get a 30 yard roll for $20. But when we go to the reflective stuff, I buy like a 150 foot roll like 1100 bucks plus the lamination then you have to print it and you so you want to gang everything as close as you can yeah um and so it's just a little more expensive but how did you learn how did you learn how to do that so quick did you just like watch a bunch of youtube videos Uh, yeah well it's called the rap institute um and i just yeah hopped up in there (laughs) and it's a paid platform so it's like 200 dollars, and you get unlimited access to all their class videos and stuff like that awesome and so i just have that and they have videos for every type of application and we just kind of researched it and just by 
the best material you can because that's what makes it so easy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's easy, we, but easier is if you use the good stuff. Kind of like in everything. So. Plus, it, plus it lasts longer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, for that's, sure. That's what I was going to say. is like the way that we've just about either gained clients, and this is not on purpose, but taken other people's jobs is because the person that did it before us just botched it. And it's because they're not using the correct vinyl. So whether they're right. using like just the, the cheapest you can get where it lasts a year maybe, and then, or they're not using like air regress when they're supposed to be using air regress. And I mean, like you understand like the salt here in the winter, yeah, like it eats your car alive. Like, so if you're not taking care of that and you're just letting the vinyl just kind of rot yeah essentially rot on the car like yeah it's only going to last you a year but at least if you use good vinyl it'll stand up to that for to a certain extent especially if you are taking care of it so we just make sure that we yeah we're not cheap because we use the expensive stuff right but you'll get known for that yeah yeah (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) 50 cars later yeah (laughs) we don't do vinyl yeah you say uh, you said you're a yes man. Do you find yourself saying yes to vinyl stuff? Um, or do you do the same thing for screen printing? No. So um, I've actually with now one. It took a few years to get where we were and are now uh, to the point where we do say no. And I think that's probably the best thing you can do as a business is know when to say no. Because um, like in the beginning, you see a lot of people talking, and they're like oh, like I can do this for half the price or I can get this or I can take on this or everyone wants the 5,000 shirt job. Um, But if you understand that that's not in your like wheelhouse and when to say no and pick and choose, you can actually enjoy your time off of work and have time off of work um, when you know what your specialty is um, and like the stuff you excel at. Because I mean, it's super easy just to say yes. And if I had that, I'd be doing one-off yard signs and t-shirts all day when people are like, Hey, I need this, this, and this. And a lot of times it's like, Hey, there's an easier place to get it quicker. Um, like even for business cards, like obviously all the people we work with are businesses and need cards. But if that's the only thing like we're working on, it might be better for them just to go online and grab that. Yeah. Um, even if we just help. Yeah. Like, so, you know I mean? Like, cause even just the emails back and forth, you get $5 after all of that. Like it's not worth it for either side. Have you gotten comfortable like telling people, Hey, this isn't a good match. Like this isn't for me. You know what I mean? Like when people come to you with those (laughs) one-offs. That's, that's her. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let her know that we're not doing it. And then she'll be able to relay the message. I'm always bad cop. It doesn't matter who it is. He's like, um, can you email this person? I'm like, they emailed you. He's like, yeah, can you just email them? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I mean, I word it. I'm honest. I'm like, listen, there are certain things that we specialize in. Business cards is not one of them. If you need me to do them, I can. However, like I'm going to have to charge you. So I'm like, your art's going to be this much. Like when you could go on Vistaprint, come up with your simple design on there and it costs you what? 999 for 500 business cards. Yeah. I'm like, so go there. But if we're doing like shirts and hats and vinyl for them, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a business Make card mock-up for you and just yeah. 500 to a thousand business cards and just, you know, waive the art fee and just do the business cards because they're doing everything else with us. So it's, it's not that we turn people away, but we're like, unless you have the art, it's not worth our time or your time to 
or your money really to do business cards with us. Well, I know if I ever need a favor, I know who to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not let you speak to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> All calls so, go through her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so whatever happened, whatever happened with this sweet tea versus unsweet thing you had? Um, sweet tea one, duh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To be fair, though, I stopped drinking the McDonald's one because. It's just so sweet. I mean, it's good, but it is like, <laughs> and now I, I just make my own and I put some agave in it. Um, just enough. Disgusting. Sorry. We I, went could, to, I used to do unsweetened and then I was like, I'm a stress eater. <laughs> yeah. We went to, uh, we went to dinner the other night and I got an unsweet tea and I like, I, I don't know why, but sweet tea to me, like just super grosses me out. So like, as soon as I got a sip in my mouth, cause it was like a refill. The first one was unsweet. The second one was sweet. I got like a huge sip in my mouth and it was just like, I just spit it all <laughs> right back into the cup and just slid it forward. I was like, well, that fucking ruined everything. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I gotta send you a pack of our ramen tea. Yeah. You're, you'll love it. <laughs> I don't think you've realized it. The Joanne just put actual ramen in your water. <laughs> <laughs> like close your eyes, wait three minutes. <laughs> He's like, give me some tea. And she's like, yeah, I think we still got some. Oh, shit. Expired ramen packets. <laughs> and then she's just yeah. eating the, like, chunky ramen with no sauce or anything. Just Is that a carrot in there? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys do before all the printing stuff and vinyl stuff and everything? Um, I mean, I started printing basically out of my bathroom uh, back in high school. So I went to high school in, I did one year in Arizona, two years in Florida, and then finished here in New Jersey. Um, started screen printing in Florida. Uh, we wanted, or I, I didn't know her at the time, but I wanted to start a clothing brand. Um, he's one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this idea. Well, why, why in your bathroom? Uh, well, cause I was, I didn't have anywhere else to do it and I needed <laughs> a dark room. Yeah. My parents were gonna let me do it in the kitchen. So I taped every, that was where I burned the screens. Um, right. but then, uh, yeah. So I thought, and I had no idea. I thought every clothing brand actually made their clothes right. and printed them. And that was just my understanding. Like, Oh, to do this, you have to do that. Um, and then when I moved up here, um, I moved to the basement for printing and that was at my parents' house. Um, so that's how, that's where this in-house prints comes from. Yeah. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Like it was literally, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah so well, it, was, it first started as in bathroom prints restroom prints yeah <laughs> but i mean prints. so then just doing the stuff for the brand and like uh going to beach events that was kind of our main thing in the summer was uh surf and skimboard events we'd set up sell all of our merch um and from there we were able to then print for the events so people are asking uh, for printing at that point. Dylan, that's not distracting. Don't worry about it. I know. I was like, when did <laughs> <Yeah>. that happen? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no. And then it's kind of snowballed into, um, like when I came up here and I was working more with like the clothing brand stuff and trying to understand the whole industry, I actually got a job at PacSun, uh, which was in the local mall by us. And I just wanted to know everything about like the print process. Like what are these people even getting their shirts for and selling them for? Yeah. Um, and is it worth it and all of that stuff. And that's when I learned like my job there, I like all the extras that people put on the clothes. Like my job was to take all those hang tags off with all the extra stuff before they went to the shelf. And I'm like, 
these people spent so much extra money to get these tagged and bagged this way. And like, this is all getting removed before it went to the floor because they liked the way it was presented with all the shirts being uniform and not having like the cool stickers or the tags hanging off and all of that extra. Um, But yeah, then we both met when we worked at Skydive Jersey. Um, I was packing parachutes. She was in the office and I was still pretty. Skydive Jersey, Pittstown, 866-669-3020. Yeah, opening this weekend. Um, But yeah, so we met there and I was still printing and um, I needed help. Like I was getting a lot of print stuff going through. And so he employed me. Yeah. I t- and then <laughs> nice. at that point she was working at a marketing a place name. and I told her, I was like, I don't want you to feel like you're working for me. I was like, but I need help. So it was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, here's 51%. I was I like, was, leave well, your job. I was working full time there. I literally had a 45 minute lunch break. So on my lunch break, I would drive to his parents' house, spend a half hour there working for him and drive home. Sometimes on my lunch break, I'd go to a local coffee shop and make like phone calls to vendors. And I'm like, Hey, like, can you call me at like two o'clock today? And they're like, sorry, I only have like three o'clock. I'm like, well, I can't take my lunch break at three (laughs) o'clock. So, so it it was just nuts. And then it got to the point where I would work all day. I'd, you know, I'd go on my lunch break. I'd come home at night at what, six o'clock ish work until 10 or 11 o'clock at night with him and then have to do it all over again the next day. And it just got to the point where like, this is stupid. I'm like, I'm doing the same exact work that I'd be doing here. Only I am stuck at my job all day at a desk and miserable. Like it wasn't a bad place to work at, but it was like being able to have the freedom with Tyler. He's like, Hey, I'm going to Arizona for like a month. Do you want to come with me? I'm like, (laughs) I don't think I can take a month off from work. So, so we talked about it and it was like, November, I think we decided, and I told my company a month in advance, I was like, listen, I'm going to go spend like a month or something out in Arizona. So I don't like, I can't stay here. Um, and so I quit. And at that point we switched everything over to in-house prints. Yeah. yeah, in-house prints, And both of us had it. I was still working at a restaurant though, just because it was like, it's scary to take that jump for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you yeah, were just I mean, dating still? You weren't married yet? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we, I think we were together for... It was part of the business plan. I think yeah. We started... That way if anything goes south, I get <laughs> right. more yeah. back. I think, <laughs> right. I think we were dating for over a year at that point. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like questionable, but it was more like I am... Like for me, I was so used to getting that paycheck. And then I was also used to getting cash. So for me, it was like, hey, like your paycheck's going away you're probably going to be working less at the restaurant. So you're completely losing your salary. You're losing your good benefits. And like, at that point I could still like piggyback off my parents, but then it was like, okay, when the time comes that I need insurance, what happens? Like what happens if this doesn't work out? I'm like, okay, I can still get back into it, but it was just, it was really scary. Like looking back at it now, it was, it was at the time, Almost a stupid decision, but I'm so happy I did it because it did end up working yeah. out, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Stupid mean because it was uh, it was risky? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, what, 24? Yeah, like, I don't know. I guess I'm convincing, something. so. <laughs> I quit. I quit a really nice job, really comfortable job, and was working out of this guy's basement. 
<laughs> like it seems so sketchy, but like at the time I was like, mm, that was blind. So let's just do this. No windows. <laughs> yeah. No. We had a sliding door. <laughs> yeah, it was a walkout basement. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> we lots had of, a, um, lots of mattresses <laughs> on the walls for sound ending. <laughs> we had a pool table that doubled as our cutting table. Cutting mat, which yeah. sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Carey, we ruined it. Yeah. We owe them a ping pong table, but other than that. <laughs> but no, it just, and then it got to the point where we didn't have enough room for like boxes or anything. Like we literally just could not fit anything else down there. Yeah. We ended up getting the, the Roland print and cut the one time and we ended up moving it into our kitchen because it wouldn't fit. Like it was just, yeah. it was just. Well, like, yeah, you hear everyone, like all these like stories of people like getting started and like, I think that's what's really cool in like the screen printing industry is a lot of us who have been in it for a while understand like yeah. genuinely understand because someone can be like oh I, I know what you mean I'm like no these people know what I mean like that mm-hmm. you thought when you were done with school like that pressure of like oh you didn't read the book for the book report like it's that's so like that can be daily sometimes <laughs> yeah when you're sure. a screen printer um, yeah we were the same when we were in our first place. It was like a two-car garage, and we got to the point where we were counting all our shirts outside in the grass. Yeah. Because we didn't have any space. Yeah. Well, we would get shipments, and they would leave them at the end of his parents' driveway because they wouldn't drive them up. And I'm talking, like, how many feet is that? It's not a short Well, yeah, car. they're kind of in the woods, so, yeah. like. <laughs> like, and then you have to, like, cart things or, like, move, taking boxes up and down steps, and then it's, like. And Tyler to- was always busy, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I had to print. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then, you know, we finally got to the point where we're like, this is just so ridiculous. I'm like, if we actually want to grow and we want to make this happen, we have to find somewhere to move this because it's not working. I think at that time, we literally had just finished, just about finished our house. And we were like, let's just move it into our garage. And I'm like, we're putting ourselves back in the same position. I'm like, because this was before we had our auto. And we're like... If we buy this auto, I'm like, it's barely going to fit. And I'm like, and then what? We're going to keep all our stock in the basement. And then, because it's a, um, well, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a detached garage. So it's like, and I'm like, okay, listen. It's going to suck the first year that we have a, a space. But I'm like, we just have to do it. Because there's gonna, there's no room for growth where we are right now. So we, this, our current shop was like our dream location. I'm like. There's no way we're going to get it. At the time, I think when we first started, were there any units available? Yeah, we lost the first two that we were supposed yeah. to get. Um, uh, they signed a lease with someone else. And yeah, so then this one opened one. up right at the same time. Yeah, so it worked and out, there was but. someone in here when we toured it, and they were getting out. Um, but I think there was like somewhat of a miscommunication where the guy was like, hey, you have to be out at the end of, I guess it was like June. And the guy was like, wait, what? Like, I didn't even start moving anything. So we ended up helping the guy move, move out. Yeah. 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 It, well, it was nuts because we ended up our, we got our press. We switched um, the one that was supposed to be being delivered to us. We had them send it to the next shop in line. Um, so we didn't. Because we were supposed to be yeah. in another unit and already in. And I'm like, I already bought this thing because you said we'd have a space for it. Um, so it'll, everything happened at once, but it all yeah. worked out. It was awesome. How long have you been there then? Since, uh, 2016. Do you think it's yeah. enough space or do you think you're going to, um, grow? I 
I want to say it's enough space. <laughs> I want twice the amount of space right now. Um, cause our, the next auto that we'd like to get, obviously is going to have a bigger diameter and I'd like more than two feet on each side to walk around because okay, so <laughs> right, our building is long and narrow right now. I have the exact have same a, problem, a four color eight station. And then we have an eight color manual, um, which is a really nice lazy Susan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you just great, put your drinks on yeah, it and you got eight tables around the shop. So he uses his uh, manual as a hat holder. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I don't um, use I mean, mine for shit. It's just nice to have because like, just in case, I told him, like, the second you sell this thing, we're going to get well, I mean, a five yeah. I've said that. It, <laughs> I've, I've been saying that for the past six years, and it still just collects dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it literally did end up happening. He was like, we're going to sell this. I was like, no, the second you say that, we're going to sell it. And then, of course, we get an eight-color job, like, a week later. Mm-hmm. But so you're here- we have, like, a – it's, like, 3,000 square feet in here with, like, a loft area. And I think when we first moved in, we were, like – this is really big, but it's like nice because we can grow into it. And now knowing what I know now, I wish we had gotten like two units, but I don't think it was like in our budget at the time. So yeah. this was like at the top of our budget, which again was really scary going into it. You could do like Andy and just take over the place next door. Yeah, we're working well, on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> we want to, but both play well more one place than the other is trying to expand as well. And so like the way that these units are, obviously it's like you could knock walls down and everything, but they're almost all full, but the ones that are empty are like on the opposite side of the complex. Mm. So it's kind of, you would just have to move everything. And for us to move all of our stuff, it would literally take us weeks. So it's just not worth it. Hey, I'll sublease you guys um, some some square feet for sure. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. (laughs) I mean, listening to you talk about uh, another auto, it's so encouraging because on like we're literally on our drive here i was like you know it was it's so crazy because we decided to expand literally just like three months before this all happened and so uh if i could take it back right now today anyway i would and so yeah um you know so that's not to mean that a year from now we won't we won't you know really glad we have it but um certainly not thinking about another auto or anything like that yeah so your optimism is awesome yeah. yeah. And I mean, for us, like we, I don't know, we have a interesting setup of how we run all of our stuff and the fact that we do other things as well. Um, as far as like vinyl installs and things like that, we're not, I don't know to say heavily reliant on just one thing. Um, so to have the option of embroidery here and our sewing stuff that we can do, um, you, you don't do embroidery right now? No, we, we do. We have okay. uh, a single head here. Um, we also have a post bed uh, for like patches and stuff. Um, so having those multiple streams makes it so the pressure isn't just on the press to be paying the bills. And so I've kind of always wanted to have a business where I might only need a shovel, but I have a backhoe and I want it to be overkill. <laughs> Um, as far as the equipment I have, I'm looking for a skid steer, but I only have one pile of rock I need to boot, but still, um, I want to be overpowered in the equipment side of things to make work for us and anyone that we have working with us, um, comfortable. I want it to be enjoyable. Um, one thing that I've, and I've talked to a couple of shops about this, um, and you don't have to get a rock. That that's never been my message. Yes, I we love our rock, and it's for the people that we've had to train on it. It's super easy. I don't know anything other than rock, so it's hard for me to speak for them. But you should never purchase something. I'll say 
cheaper because it's cheaper. You need to yeah. purchase what is going to work best for your business for now and for the future. That's great advice. Dylan, are you listening? Shut, shut up. <laughs> the, the second that you What'd buy. What'd you just buy? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at a, at a uh, auto reclaim. Dude, it's oh not, my gosh. It's not the I've money. Been... It's the fucking okay. space. Pretty sure We've you said had this conversation. About, pretty sure you said something about the money. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. I spent I, I spent fucking quarter million dollars this year. All right. Yeah. I don't. I'm looking at it as like, mm, do I need to spend another fifty on one more chamber or do I yeah. need two chambers? <laughs> so you might as well get it. But wait. So I have a question, Andy. With yours, after all is said and done, are you got you guys still have to degrease them afterwards and everything, right? And like touch up. No. Uh-huh. That well, has- I guess maybe that depends on your chemical, but we use Easy Way, and so the the um, so we use 701 in the in the ink uh, in okay. the wash, and then it's uh, like it's a 55, which is a concentrate like Supra. Yeah, and it, it also which includes degrease. So okay. once it comes out, um, there's a finishing station. Yeah, and you, I guess if you're not using chemical that also degreases, then you can right there. But yeah, you know, once it's once it's off, it's it's done. That's awesome. In fact, when we get new streams in, uh, it's easier to just run it through the Ecotex to degrease instead yeah. of just put them in a booth and degrease them. So we run them through the Ecotex. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I that's, and I know like we don't need an auto reclaim for the number of screens we do, but, but. <laughs> I want it to be overkill. Um, and like when everyone's like, oh, the amount of time you are like, you have to change out your chemicals. This Like, I want to be on the low end of that and like, oh, your stuff lasted a year because you only do 50 screens or something a week. You know what I mean? Like I, I'd be okay with that. It's have, just the two of us right now. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Everyone else we had over the summer last summer, we actually <clears throat> somewhat planned it, but they were all um, in college and going to school. So it was a test for us to finally bring on employees and have payroll set up and all that but knowing that they were going to be leaving um, and we had trips planned anyway. So um, it worked out, but knowing that they'd be going back to school, it gave us an opportunity to test a group of people, see what the impact was on the business and it, how it worked for us um, without being having to fire everybody at the end if we didn't like it. That's really awesome though to have that. Yeah. Okay. That circling, circling back because this is important. Um, another screen printing shop just purchased a used rock and how many stations was it? 10? Uh, I think it was eight, 10, eight, 10. So they were looking to buy new, which is what we did. We got new because at the time we didn't necessarily see anything on the market, but for us, it made sense. Um, there's nothing wrong with buying used equipment as long as you know that it wasn't abused and it's, you know, not a piece so for us like literally the only piece of equipment that we've purchased new is the rock all of our other stuff our exposure unit the washout our yeah every, everything, everything else is used um the print and cut the embroidery machine everything was used we got yeah, it but you went people. you went fully through that dryer oh yeah what's that the dryer like you did a bunch of work to it you like stripped we it went, down oh yeah well yeah we I literally you basically refurbished it. Yeah. Well, he had all of that with it too. I didn't have to do anything. And it was only a year old, but it had been sitting on Digismith for a year. And I, I do these random things where I buy things or send offers, but I, I'm a man of my word. So if I offer you something and you say yes, like expect me to be there 
to pick it up. So I, we literally, it was like three days later, we had a plane ticket, flew to Florida, had a box truck ready to go and went to this guy's place and loaded it up and drove home the next day. Um, cool. And then we didn't assemble it right away because I needed to run a gas line and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought when I got the Hot Rocket XL infrared dryer um, that that was a step up and then that was like, wow, this is huge. Well, compared to... Compared to, yeah, the D30 dryer. that we had before that. Um, but yeah, then to be able to get that in here. And well, no, like he literally was like... Yeah, we're gonna buy it. I'm like Tyler. Is this even gonna fit? I'm like, we're literally gonna be sending T-shirts out of our loading dock. At this yeah. point. He's like, well, maybe I should measure one more. I was like, time. yeah, I think we've got 20 feet. <laughs> so behind we had the press. to we had to move our press forward, which was totally fine. But it's just you know, yeah. so just make sure that you're not buying something that doesn't make sense for your shop. Like for us, we've gotten really great deals on stuff. But the, like the whole thing is that if you spend, let's just say, twenty thousand dollars on something because you're like, oh, it was a really great deal. But then you're like, wait, I need something bigger. Like this doesn't make sense anymore. So like for us, I feel like knowing what we know now and like, yeah, it's really scary to go and put out 40, 50, 60, $70,000 on a press that you're like, Hey, I hope this works out. We would have gotten a bigger press. Um, what we have works awesome. Like it's great. We have a ton of one and two color jobs, but just being able to do an under base flash and then how many colors is your press? Just four. Just four. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, but we, it was strategic that, I mean, they really wanted to push us into because the standard one came with five. And I was like, no, I know I can make the four one work for what I need. Um, because at stations? that point, uh, eight station, four color. Okay, well, Were you not good. listening to me before? <laughs> like, I literally said what we had. But yeah, I mean, welcome, so, to, welcome to my world. Yeah. So, but it works because I, I knew from the beginning what our customers were and what they needed. <laughs> he was too busy drinking his ramen staring at his Dylan's dome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like we, it's, it's hard to really know what your future is going to look like, but if you're questioning, if you're like, maybe I should get like a 10 color or whatever it is, like just get it because you're going to kick yourself once you get a four color in there. And the first person that reaches out to you, like, Hey, I have like an eight color job. Can you do it? And you're like, no, like, yeah, you can outsource it, but like, your screen printing shop, you should be able to do that. And that's kind of why we've hung on to that manual press. Like it I've, sucks that it's literally like a paperweight there, but like it's yeah, how many colors is that? Or did you already say that's a she did. Oh my God. Yeah. Like three times. <laughs> Joe, what did you put in that tea? <laughs> It's definitely expired, isn't it? <laughs> hey guys, Seeking I can us. I can get them out of this if you want. We can talk because I've been yeah. listening all right. the whole time. Oh, the it's connection been great. is weird. <laughs> See you later. Later. <laughs> yeah, but so that one shop they were looking to buy new, and I was like, listen, like, well, they weren't sure if they were, when when and if they were going to buy. I'm like, you're going to know when you're ready to buy something. You're literally going to want to rip your hair out. And I'm like Tyler and I. Not that we were fighting, but like there was tension because I'm like this just sucks. Like we're working out of a basement. I'm like, there's no space to move. I turn around and I walk into something. I'm like, we have to do something. It's going to suck, but we have to do something. Like we had enough money saved up that we could kind of like get into it. Well, literally, I kid you not. The first order that we got in this shop was right when we got our press and I'm kidding. I'm like, not kidding. Like, we couldn't afford the blanks. So we had to take money out of our personal bank accounts to pay for the blanks. So if we didn't get the shop, if we didn't get the press, we would have turned like 
at the time a very big job away because we we wouldn't have purchased what we should have purchased. Yeah. Isn't that just like the same story as Juan? You know, when he yeah. uh, kind of the same deal when he went to get his press, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he got it installed, and then a few weeks later, boom. So yeah, it's not this. An auto press is unreal, but I think people don't understand it unless you've been on a manual before, like how powerful it is and quick and efficient, but it's, it's not magic, but the work does show up once you get one, (laughs) like stuff, you know, you would have never been able to do by hand. And you're able to offer like a higher quality product. Personally, I love, uh, I love that I learned, started on a manual and learned on a manual because, you know, there's that whole set of, of skills that you require, Yeah. but you're right. And then all of a sudden the day you get that auto and you start running it and you can't even believe it. Yeah, no, it's unreal. Yeah, it took him a couple of weeks to actually get onto it because he's like, "I'm so scared." Oh yeah, because like, well, you mess stuff up just as fast as you can make it if you don't have oh, everything yeah. right. Um, yeah, so instead of just messing up one shirt, you're messing up. You're like, do you time. see that? I screwed up 600 shirts an hour. <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it, timing is everything, and just but being aware of what you need and knowing kind of your customer base and that you'll have those tools to take care of it. And we haven't had anything we haven't been able to handle. Um, in the last five years by having only a four color press um, because we do have the eight color manual. We can do some of the, like the simulated stuff, but knowing what I know is that I'm not going to be the one sitting here creating race car designs and stuff like that. Like that's not our wheelhouse and those aren't the customers we have currently. Um, And so unless I had a really good relationship with an artist or somebody that that was what they did, I don't have the need for a press with, 12 stations or 12 colors to be able to run that type of stuff um, at this current point. Plus, all you do is when they say they want a five color, you just say, oh, this would look so much better. As a one color with half tones. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. So much retail stuff looks so much better with just one color or two. Like you can get really cool stuff, super simplified. um, And it's more appealing and it's something you can probably wear more places than a huge full back with all the different colors and stuff like that. Stop. You're being really mean to Dylan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan like, has the, the capacity though. To that's that. his wheelhouse. That's like, that's not what we do. <laughs> it's we're my house of wheels. Yeah. yeah. We're literally one to two colors. I would say 90% of the time. And it's great. Like we're cool with that. Dude. I laughed so hard when we were talking to Juan about, the making the one color thing and he said calling it one hit that's it did you yeah. see his comment this week where he said if somebody to- stole it he would make it yeah, yeah. one hit that's it oh gosh <laughs> oh, i fucking died for like a half an hour that's awesome <laughs> like you better buy that um, get his it? domain set yeah, up one hit that's it.com <laughs> be so good so free to ride yes yeah, tell um, us about that yeah, that's what got us into this mess. Um, that's what got you into yeah. this mess. <laughs> if I would have known you didn't have to print your own stuff, we wouldn't be here. Um, well, because you weren't happy with... Yeah, I had a screen yeah. printer doing stuff back in Florida, and like I didn't know much about any of it. And I really wanted to try the water-based stuff. Um, and just the majority of people then weren't offering it. Um, this was back in like 2005, 2006. Yeah, and so just even finding a place that would do it. So I... That's what got me started. I just wanted to test it out and see it. Um, and I knew all the stuff I was doing, just even from a printing perspective, I was like, it's way easier to do one to four color. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, and 
could get the message across of the stuff I wanted. And yeah, so that was basically, we started, I printed all of that stuff. And then when we would go to our events, um, one of the main ones in New Jersey that we would do every year was the Belmar Pro. It was a big surfing event. And when I first moved up to New Jersey, I said, I was like, I'll, I'm going to try this. If it works, I'll keep doing it. If not, I'll pick something else. Um, and I just moved up here, didn't know anybody, grabbed a few kids from school, spent the weekend at the beach, and we sold everything we had. Um, and so that was kind of like, all right, this works. What other events can we go to? What else can we get involved with? Um, and then that's kind of when it just spiraled off. And so now we're able to do that along with in-house prints. Um, so basically we built a business that allows me to then print all my stuff on my time. Do you so, still think you have a lot of focus on that or is it kind of on the back burner? Um, no, I try to spend a decent amount of time on it. Um, but lately, especially since all of our events have been shut down, um, that was one thing is we never focused and it was a mistake on my part probably is that not focusing as much online. Um, in the beginning is like all these different platforms came out. Um, but we were heavy in the events and we would go to them, but it, it, you'd eat up a whole weekend with your travel and setup and all of that. To was be, fun though. Yeah. I mean, but it was fun. Yeah. We're out camping on the beach. Working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And working and selling t-shirts. So <laughs> it wasn't how, bad. Yeah. That's how we feel about live prints. It's like, it's really good money, but like yeah. more, it's just hanging out at a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but then you also, then when you have print jobs lined up for clients and you know, that's guaranteed, you don't know, is it going to be pouring rain while we're down there? after you drove eight hours or, you know what I mean? So then we needed just a little bit more like security in what we were doing once we stepped out of the house and actually took everything on full time. Um, but then with everything shut down, yeah. And not doing events now we're focusing a little bit more on the online side of it. Um, and to kind of push on that end, cause that would be our end goal is to have that as a standalone brand, um, not have any clients anymore. No. Sorry, I love you guys, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's still something that we are trying to focus on. Um, but we, what events, do. what events did you go to or what were your favorite ones? Um, we did a, quite a few. Um, I like the winter ones cause we also do snowboarding and everything. So we'd go to Jack Frost, big boulder, which was a local mountain around here by us. And, uh, every weekend they would do a different type of event, whether it was like a rail jam or some type of race or something. Um, and we would be able to set up there. We also retailed our product in their stores, like their little ski lift shop. Um, so we'd have us like stuff set up there. Um, every year we've been a part of down in beach Haven in long, long beach Island, uh, the flow house there, they have like a stationary wave. Um, so we've been a sponsor of that and they'll run a few different events during the summer where we can go and set up and sell. Um, but we have a banner and stuff set up there year round with them. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Our, our furthest events that we go to, we were going almost every year up until recently. Um, we drive out to Lake Havasu in Arizona for the works race and just sit out in the desert. It was dirt bikes and four wheelers and side-by-side races and sell t-shirts. So like our dreams about getting a side-by-side. Yeah. And I'm like, so (laughs) it's just been the ability to travel and still Mm -hmm. make a living is kind of why we did it. And it was all with t-shirts. So that was, 
Well, you guys have the the race of gentlemen in New Jersey there too for motorcycle stuff. Yeah. Well, we wanted to get set up there, but my stuff wasn't era correct at that time. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to make stuff from the 1900s right now. <laughs> um, but it was all right. <laughs> yeah. We, we've been talking about riding up to that. Yeah. No, that would be super cool to see. Yeah. Let us know if you do. We'll definitely meet you there. Yeah. It's not that far. I mean, it's only like four hours, I think, mm-hmm. from me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ride over to you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. What do you guys ride? It's only like, I don't know, hours, 16, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take our private jet. Yeah. <laughs> we got bikes, or, you know, pedal bikes. Pedal if, bikes. If, <laughs> there you if, go. if Andy and Joanne can fit it in their schedule of vacation between their vacation, yeah. They'll, uh, Wait, they'll do you think guys have one it. of the, the double bikes? I feel like you'd be that couple that we you do not. Bike. That sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You guys would totally do that. <laughs> we wear matching outfits. Yeah. Tandem. That's awesome. That's what it's called a tandem. And a tie dye. <laughs> On a tandem. I like it. How often do you guys get to actually ride your bikes? I mean, you seem to be riding quite a bit at night. Are you riding back I, to the um, shop? Yeah, we just drive to work and back. I would, <laughs> we don't go anywhere else. Honestly, I would say 90% of the, 90% of the time that I'm riding my bike, I'm riding it to and from work, which. Yeah. It's what less than 10 minutes, but it's nice. It's, you know, how many times do I think about just driving right past the shop every single time? (laughs) But like, I don't know. It's, I'm just happy that I'm able to even ride to to work. It's like you, like your ride is so short that it's like, Oh, by the time I, I don't even get out of first gear. Like (laughs) if it's too hot, I can't take my pants off because it's, they're too tight. (laughs) (laughs) I had to stop eating my Chick-fil-A. Like, yeah. Well, that's the worst part in the morning is I can't go on the bike to Duncan and get an iced tea. I have to go <laughs> straight to work. So it's either ride or sacrifice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, um, I mean, I, I try right now, I'm trying to ride as much as possible because probably I'm at the end of this year, I'm selling my bike. I don't know. Right. We'll edit that part out. We're, we're, thinking, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're thinking about the future. So Tyler will be keeping his bike, but I am not going to risk somebody else's life. Do you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Uh-oh. I'm not pregnant. I'm not no. pregnant. <laughs> They're talking about getting one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, a sidecar. You know, we figured we're going to, you know, try and start a family so next drunk, year. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, I decided that at the end of this season, I'm going to sell my bike. But then once, once I'm, fully capable of riding again. I definitely will. But, um, I go to the, that all women's event for the dirt bike riding. I got rescheduled to October. So I'm going to keep my dirt bike. Um, so I'll ride that. And then, um, oh, that's good. Smart move. Yeah. It's very responsible of you. I know. Right. And like, that's the thing. I think that from a, a woman's perspective, at first I was like, am I going to ride after I have kids? And I was like, that just seems so selfish, but it's not because in the grand scheme of things, I could get injured riding in my car too. Like it's really, yes, you have to pay attention. It's definitely different riding on a motorcycle, but I'm not going to live my life that much differently than, (laughs) does that sound bad? Maybe don't, no. don't include this. <laughs> you can cut that video. part out. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, yeah. I'm no, it gonna, makes sense. I get it. I'm going to adjust my lifestyle a little bit, but just because I have kids, like how many people ride motorcycles that have kids? 
I would say like 90% of them at least probably have kids. They just happen to be grown up. So I'm like, what's the difference if I do it now or I do it then? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm still going to like live my life, but I'm going to do it responsibly. I'm not going to go on a, you know, week, week ride. I'm going to just ride around town. Like my bike, it's a rebel 300. It's not going to go 65 comfortably. If anything, that's that's my plan. You're trying to be better on the environment, saving gas. And exactly. (laughs) So in the morning, Tyler's going to jump on his bike and rev it up and go to right off to work. And then you're going to go. Yeah. She forgets to, yeah. She forgets to say that the mornings that she rides to work alone is because I'm already here and I took my truck (laughs) and she couldn't ride with. It takes me 20 minutes to get my pants on. So leave me alone. (laughs) So let's talk about this whole thing here. The, um, how is it working with your spouse? You guys can go. Yeah. <laughs> you go first. You're much wiser. <laughs> uh, be, on, be honest. Yeah. I mean, I like, um, it's nice having a boss, you know, to, to, to work with and, um, Whatever. No, she, uh, I think that, uh, well, it wasn't planned that way. We no. just, we, we, uh, we started working here and we weren't dating. No. Uh, so our no idea we would different. be dating. I had no idea. Yeah. So I started this and I went to um, Lowe's to get a, a kitchen island or the island actually was for our shop was going to be our front counter. And she was working at Lowe's. She was a kitchen designer. Yeah, I was a kitchen designer for two and a half years. And so uh, she sold me the island and then. Uh, uh, You're like, Marry me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like shirts? You like shirts? I like shirts. I actually found out it was for a screen printing shop and I'm an artist. So I was like, hey, get me out of Lowe's. I don't like working in a box and wearing a smock. I can hire you. (laughs) And he took me seriously and actually, you know, had a second interview with me and everything at Starbucks. And she had to come over here and make sure it wasn't in my basement. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was me. on the inside when you said that. I was laughing so hard because I was like, I actually was like, I hope he doesn't have a rape basement. I better go find him. I was like, can I see your shop <laughs> before I commit? Yeah, in-house, in-house sounds better than rape house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are coming up with all the names tonight. <laughs> for me our story I, it's similar but I obviously I started kind of working like part-time with him doing the free-to-ride stuff first um before you dated yeah, yeah that, that was we actually had run wrote I say we I ran a kickstarter um back when that was all kind of up and coming like the main thing and paid her and another kid from skydive to come over and pack and fulfill orders after that campaign. Um, and so that was when she saw like that there's actually like a real possibility At the time, of I was things to do. Of, I was working out of the garage. So yeah. That was, that like was a little up. move up. Like that was in the garage <laughs> at my parents. Um, but yeah, no, I would say like for us working together though, like I, you got to have the right group of people to do it. But for us, I think it's a benefit because a lot of times I can just like, I'm obviously not in this situation because I do work with her and I'm married to her. But if you had to go home and you have like some of that stress from the day, your significant other might not understand what you're talking about or going through. And so like you might feel one way, but 
they'll never understand it. But when you're both in that same battleground, like you get it and you can come home and be like, we survived that. Like we did it like versus trying to explain everything and they'll still not get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said it really well. You get to share in the successes of things and you also get to share in the failures. Yeah. And they really understand both of those things. And so just knowing that he totally gets everything I went through during the day, I don't even have to tell him everything. Yeah. And I know it just makes me feel better, maybe faster, even just knowing that I don't have to like try to make him understand. Yeah. I just know he does. There's definitely nights too that we were at home and, and after dinner we go for a walk or something. We say, okay, on this walk, we're not talking about nope. the shop at all. No shop yeah. talk. <laughs> that and doesn't we, work. And we get about 10, <laughs> ten minutes in, <laughs> then something comes up. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, so I don't know, like here, here's our perspective, you know, on being able to share all that stuff. But Dylan, who do you get to share this stuff with? I, yeah. I, I, I eat. I eat my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he, he drives, what, an hour or something to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> yeah, I do. No, I don't know. For me, it's it's the opposite. Like, I, I don't know. I It's my thing, and, like, my family's into their own things. So yeah. when I get home, we, we can talk about what I went through, and then she can talk to me about what she went through, and we kind of leave the shitty stuff behind if yeah. there was shitty stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I – I don't know. I, I feel like when I got into it, it was just kind of like my dream and my plan and I worked hard on it and she didn't have to go through any of that bad stuff. And I just kind of like, (laughs) like, like even now, like with my like wife and kids, like I can afford to like, they can stay home. You know what I mean? My wife can stay home and you know, we're doing fine and everything's good. And you know, like I said, I can have a really shitty day at work because something didn't go right. And then when I come home, I can just shut it off and be like, "That's also hey, nice. kids, what's going on? And Dylan like, has zero emotion. Yeah, I, <laughs> Hello, kids. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> I just lock them in their rooms and I do whatever I want anyway. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like either being an individual owner or if you're doing a partnership, I would say being married if you're able to do it successfully is probably the better. Cause I could only assume that if it were two just business partners only at some point, one or the other is going to have a difference of opinion or goals. Yeah. And like for the type Different of industry that we're in, in, yeah, it's very, as much as we'd like to be able to pass stuff on to other people, like a lot of your good relationships are because of the owners and like who they're working with. So it's, it's something that you have to be involved in and yeah. And I've had like, that. Like yeah. that's how, that's how I started as I had a partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was the worst fucking mistake I've ever made in my whole life. Yeah. Like no joke. It was terrible. So, I feel like when <laughs> people find out, and I mean, this was even before we were married when people are like, like, Oh, like you work with your boyfriend. Like, how is that? And they, yeah, I get that too. They almost make even. it. Yeah, they make it almost such like a negative thing. Like, oh, you should never work with your significant other. But for me, like, if something's going wrong, I can't go like tell an employee like, this is what just happened to me. This sucks, like whatever. But because I work with my husband, I could be like, hey, um, I need to talk to you. Like, I'm not in a good mood right now. And like, like get in the car. We're going to Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, lots of Chick Fil A plugs. It should be a sponsor. Because yeah. it's fucking good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait until next year. We'll get them as a client. 
Like that's the thing about, you know, working with a significant other is that you can be like so honest with each other. And yeah, do you get in arguments? Of course you do. That's normal. And I honestly, I've talked to multiple of my friends that during this whole quarantine, they're like, I can't stand my boyfriend. I can't stand my husband. I'm like, I do this for a living. I'm with (laughs) Tyler seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And I'm like, but I wouldn't change that. Like, yeah, we're going to get in our disagreements, but you're with your significant other for what, five or six hours at night. And you argue, I'm like, I'm with him 24 hours a day. And like, yeah, we have our arguments, but then we get over it. So I think working with your significant other while people see it as a negative thing, like for us, like it's the coolest thing ever. Like you get to spend like, sorry, I'm getting like emotional, but it's like the coolest thing ever to spend your whole day with your best friend. Like (laughs) middle of the day, like yo. And and get paid for it. Oh yeah. Let's go to Chick-fil-A milkshakes. Yeah. But like, you can't do that with a business partner. (laughs) Be like, Hey business partner, do you want to go get milkshakes? Be like, no. <laughs> you can. It's just. Like, it's I mean, I not guess as, like, you can't share the same straw. If that's what you're saying. <laughs> Especially not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I hear more horror stories of businesses falling apart because you have a business partner that, mm. like he said, like they want to go in a completely different direction than what you wanted. And I get it. But like Tyler and I, like, yes, Tyler's the dreamer. Sometimes he wants to do something. And I'm like, Hard no. I'm like, you're not doing that. I'm like, reality check. I'll try again next week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and he does. (laughs) But it's like to have someone that you can be so honest with and just, you know, sometimes you're like, hey, I have this stupid idea. Do you want to do it with me? And you're like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. So I got myself, uh, I promoted myself and I'm building a new office. And so I found this website. It's called BidSpotter, and it pulls up all these auctions that are going around. If you have a gambling problem, yeah, do not don't go, go on, on this website. website. <laughs> I almost won something that it was such a good. I was I won it for one hundred twenty five dollars, but someone then outbid me right at the last minute, and it was a mezzanine. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. We can move our whole washout area, and it'll have drains underneath it, and it'll be a whole ses- sit up like for the whole thing. But then I realized that it was like welded in place and way heavier than I had anything to move it for. So it didn't, we ended up not getting it. We so actually good. need a semi to yeah. move this but thing, this thing. So I bought that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's one of those uh, modular like implant offices um, that's insulated with a drop ceiling and lights and everything like that. So it's 10 by 20 and we'll put that up on the mezzanine. So I'll have like a enclosed area up by our fulfillment stuff. Um, it sounds like Tyler has a shopping problem. Yeah, <laughs> but it's business related, so it's good. Mm, yeah, like okay. we're literally sitting. He's like, "You need to come up here right now." I'm about to bid on this thing, and I'm like, "Okay, first of all, I don't even know what you're bidding on." But I go up there, and it's this mezzanine. I'm like, "Okay, I thought we had this conversation <laughs> that we don't need this, but you want it." And I'm like, "And then if we leave this shop at some point, then what are we going to do? Disassemble this mezzanine and take it with us to a shop that doesn't have a mezzanine?" And he's like, "Yeah." So we're sitting there, and he's like, it, "It's it's going click." I'm the winning bidder right now. I'm winning. And I'm like, okay, what's it at? He's like, 100. I'm, I'm only going to go to 150. I'm like, okay, fine. If you want to spend $150 on a hunk of metal that you're going to have to go scrap, be my guess. It's 150. Click. It's $200. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm going to keep going. I'm like, stop. Like, it's literally addicting. Yeah. And I'm like, we don't need a freaking mezzanine that we're going to have to pay someone to go get for us. 
But yeah, don't go on that website if you have a gambling problem. I'm going to check it out as soon as I get it. Well, there was actually uh, a a shop in California with M&R stuff on there and a turntable and all of that stuff in Compton uh, that ran last week or the week before. Mm -hmm. And you can just like you you can just like bid on anything basically. Yeah. Yep. You, you just sign up. Put in your card information. And you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sounds oh, dangerous. okay. All right. Cool. Uh, could you please uh, say the website again? What was that? that is bidspotter.com. I don't nice. buy I don't buy weird stuff at all. <laughs> <laughs> was that that was not Amazon Prime? <laughs> it was Amazon actually. <laughs> yeah. So my search history has been a little weird lately. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys had any like uh like crazy roadblocks or anything in business wise that's kind of like almost hindered the company mm. no well i wouldn't we, say no, no but we try to play it safe yeah a lot of times um and never like overextend I, I think our biggest thing was and i think you guys talked about this with juan was like about hiring people Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to, and you guys get it. Like for us, it's still kind of hard. It's letting go of your business and trying to find someone that cares about your business as much as you do. Well, guess what? Nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do. And sometimes it's hard to like understand that because for, I think as business owners, you know what it takes to get to a certain point. And so you'll hustle until you get to where you want to be. And then you just keep pushing to be even better. But like, you hire someone and they're just like there and they're just printing shirts and they don't really care about what they're doing. They're just doing it because it's their job and they get a paycheck at the end of the week. So for us, like trying to find someone that would kind of, you know, match with us and, you know, enjoy it, which is hard to say like, Hey, do you like t-shirts? But apparently it worked for you guys. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just, it's hard to let go of your business in that aspect. And we did it and it worked for that period of time and it was fine. But then, you know, we're back to the point where we, we didn't need anybody, but now we kind of need someone. So it's just like, we're back and forth. Um, and with me trying, were you looking to hire in production or in, um, like front office? Um, probably production. Well, kind of both in a way. Um, but it's just, we need to find someone that like, I know Dylan, like your whole thing is that it's literally part of the interview to make sure that the person is going to get along with everyone, which I agree with. Like your, your culture is that you like girl in Wednesdays and you go get steaks on what Thursdays, right? Thursdays. Yeah. So it's like two days in a row of feeding. Hiring a vegetarian, <laughs> hiring a vegetarian wouldn't necessarily make sense. No, I've, I've made veggie burgers. Damn it. Yeah, I've made yeah. veggie burgers. <laughs> I think for us, the hardest part is I feel like I'd like to bring two to three people on at the same time mm. um, so that they don't feel like the odd man out in situations. Um, I think, I think and the that thing they can is, have someone to work with. Yeah, I think the important thing is it's like, kind of like what we've done um, is basically everybody who's hired for the first like couple months or whatever. Yeah. They are just like an employee and they're, they're learning things, but once they get their feet wet and they get learning things, I kind of make them a manager of whatever they're working on. Like nobody's just there taking up space, doing a little job. Like everybody who's there does like four jobs, but it's a department. Like you're in charge of this department. So that's what you're saying. Like nobody cares as much about your business as you do, but 
if you put them in that position of like, this is your job. Like, I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to look over you. I'm not going to anything. You take care of this job and you help this company grow. Like that's your thing. And almost everybody always owns up and like takes ownership of that job and is prideful. They're prideful in the fact of like what they're doing and everything because it's theirs. And like even today, like Sarah is our, like I could have just hired her to like do my emails or whatever. Like now she's, then she ended up being like front of office where like if you call or, you know, email or come through the door, you talk to her. And then I told her basically like, okay, you're in charge of this. Um, so she got stoked on that. And like today, like I didn't even say come in today. She just knew instinctively that we had shit that had to be done. So she's there now on her own free time, like working, like, yes, I'll pay her for it. But still yeah. it's like, I didn't have to ask. Like she just knew I want to come in and do this so that we're okay next week. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the same with other people at the shop, like Randy or Chris or whatever. They'll be like, Oh, well, let's just work late tonight. And I'll be like, no, I want to go home. And they're, they're like, <laughs> They're like, no, I want to like get this stuff done. And it's yeah. just like, well, other employees are just like, they're normally, they're like, oh, fuck it. Five o'clock, I'm out. Exactly. And it's I like, think there are definitely uh, those type of employees out there, the ones that, that don't care. We've had yeah. some and you, you quickly realize that and either they move on on their own or you, um, or you get rid of them one way or the other. But um, the way people, and I think, the idea of coming or hiring two or three at the same time is, would be a challenge, really. Yeah. Like yeah. even a company, um, and I, I know what you're what you're saying because you know having an odd person that you know all of a sudden they join YouTube, well that that might be a weird dynamic, but I think that's the best. We move. did that. We hired one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we did, we, we did, did. It was just us two, and then we needed somebody in production. Well, yeah, and for on, on our first experience, like after we had our first employee, and then we had them reference one person and we brought on three others um, just from the high school, um, like their polytech class. Um, It was easier to transition in new people because that other person had been there and knew the ropes and could show and share. Um, But then when you're back to just one employee, it's makes things a little more difficult because it's not like you can be like, Hey, like Alexa was just wanted me to remind everyone not to be on your phone the whole time, but when it's only one person, <laughs> see, I'm the bad it's guy. Like you're Alexa, like talking to one person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I think, um, but what Dylan was saying is like exactly. You give people uh, responsibility, and um, and then most of the time, they, they they accept it and they like it. And you know, yeah. and we've had people. The normal spot in our shop is that um, you start at is at the end of the dryer. We call it quality control. And so many people have started in that spot. And I've got one person right now that's managing embroidery that started there. I've got another that just moved over to embroidery to help out. Um, we've got, oh, I've got a the customer service manager started at the dryer. Yeah. So, I mean, She's it's... been here like six years or something. You know, yeah, a dryer is... Awesome. Um, and plus you learn, you know, it's, I get, you know, it's like an entry level spot, but you learn about that person. And yeah. you learn if they can hack it at, at a dryer because that's a tough job. Yeah. And, and so, um, if they are organized and they can show up on time and they can, you know, stand there and count, you can, <laughs> exactly. I struggle with that at sometimes. least to 12, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really good, isn't it? And yeah. So, um, you, it is always good to start about, people at those positions though, too, because then they learn about printing. They learn about they shirt have, styles too. Right. Yeah. 
you know, you don't want, you don't want to just hire a salesman and just have them stay in the office all the time. Exactly, you want them to go yeah. out and experience it. So when they sell shit, they know what they're talking about. Oh yeah. You wanted a six color front, six color back, six color sleeve and gold foil tags. We can do that. No problem. <laughs> Like, oh, great. We're going to have to send that to Upstate Merch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tyler, you kind of like, I've watched on like your YouTube channel and stuff before, like you seem to be more conscious about like environment stuff, like with the washout and all that stuff. Are you guys doing anything other than um, just trying not to be wasteful or? We recycle. Yeah. We, we throw our cardboard in our neighbor's recycling bin. <laughs> no, uh, for us, um, and this is probably going to go like into, I have no, nothing against water-based and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that there can potentially be a mix up of stuff being environmentally friendly. Um, and that sustainability can also outweigh the environmental part of it. So Basically, what I'm saying what is saying. <laughs> classisol isn't as bad as some people say it is. No, in, in, they both are the, bad. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to be 100% eco-friendly, you should be wearing blank t-shirts. Like, that's that's the whole thing. What you we're should not doing, be wearing t-shirts. You should just be yeah, naked. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what we're doing is extra and unnecessary in yeah. the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah. The benefits we see with classisol um, are that we're able to card off and reuse it. Yeah. Um, and some of the prints, like people have vintage band tees that are from forever ago. Mm -hmm. um, so the durability uh, and stuff like that. Well, the but difference it, with water base is just the, the reason why they say it's more eco is just because you're using water to clean up instead of other. Chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you card off everything and filter it out and stuff like that, I mean, you're with water base, like if you're running discharge prints, like, your dryer's running at half speed. So in theory, you're running your equipment twice as long. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, there's nothing wrong with doing it. And we do it specifically for that feel and the look of what it provides. Um, but we're not afraid to keep using Plastisol. Um, but I think if you go and push all of that, if you're not making sure what goes down the drain is the best it can be, then the rest of it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's um, kind of scary to see what is at the bottom of the tank. Like, it's unreal. Like, if we didn't actually have the correct filters in place to see what would be going down the drain. Now, we got it approved by our um, complex to be able to dump the, the water after our um, filtration system. However, our water is cleaner than the water that comes out of the faucet. Yeah, they keep coming in and test. Like, we don't drink the water here. Out of the, like, there's like high arsenic levels and stuff like that, just in that area. Like the pH area. levels all weird. But when we tested our water to the faucet water, ours was way better. Yeah, like after the de like the cleaners, like the That's degreaser awesome. and stuff like that, um, it was actually like a softer water as far as <laughs> if i had to drink one i'd drink it out of the dip tank yeah. not the dip tank <laughs> no yeah don't do that <laughs> i might die but yeah it, what, what we've actually I think done, you might, instead of not riding a motorcycle for your child you should stop drinking the fucking dip tank water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i use a reusable straw yeah <laughs> you get one of those uv straws you just stir it around in there <laughs> my kids my kids got six eyes <laughs> <laughs> i would have put him at the quality control dryer <laughs> 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 It's really good. Yeah, Checking in. 
It's just, it's interesting. Cause like, I think a lot of focus is left off of that area in the print process. Um, because that's where everything goes at the end. Um, and what we've actually been doing to eliminate some of the stuff is once it's all in a big holding tank, we moved and we're using a, a loom, alum sulfite or something. It's like an aluminum powder kind of thing. They sell it on eBay. Um, but it's used at water treatment plants. It's really weird when you get it shipped here. Yeah. Like, like it just comes in like powder. a cocaine brick. Basically. It, just, it just collects all the solids, right? And so yeah. And what it does, yeah, it, you mix it just into water and then pour it and stir the whole tank and it'll drop out everything like completely clear. So I'm pouring out like crystal clear water when we're done. So, I mean, we're getting the pigment from the, um, emulsion and any of the stuff that came from the ink out of the water before it goes down the drain. Um, and then I'm able to just scoop that out into a bucket and let it dry until it's like a hardened solid where you can just dispose of it normally. Where Alexa eats it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I eat it with my ramen tea. <laughs> Makes sense. I didn't even know you could do that. Well, that's the point of this podcast. You learn something. Yeah. Totally this is where Chad needs to put that the more you know thing. <laughs> but yeah, I figured figuring all that out was cheaper than coming up with money to fix a plumbing system or something like that. Yeah. Cause this isn't city water here. Um, well, have you guys, have you guys thought about like buying a building instead of. Yeah. Renting? So because, I have, I mean, being I have in New a Jersey, list of them that I'm waiting to either move, expand or go out of business. Um, and like right now we have the perfect storm and none of them are moving yet. So um, oh God, give it time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, we have our eye on a few locations. Um, I don't think we plan on moving anytime soon, but if the right, if it happens, yeah, if something up. comes up available, just cause here it's a little, I, it's probably all relative, but. Well, you need more space to store all storage, all your shit that you buy from auctions. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I need a place to pull a motorhome inside. So it doesn't get weathered, different right. stuff like that. You got to think big. Right. Obviously. Plan for the future. And then we'll have a place for the mezzanine. It'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, the building I want is to, like, 200 yards from my house. So that'll be perfect when it comes available. Yeah, that's awesome. Then I would definitely have to ride my motorcycle to work, but I would yeah, go, the go the long way. way. <laughs> just, just a scooter. But yeah, so no, I, I wasted plenty of time on LoopNet and searching through Zillow with keywords for warehouse and commercial and industrial. Um, yeah, I think Lee Stewart was saying about how he's trying to he was trying to find a place and it's mm -hmm. just it's so hard like with especially in new jersey i don't know how it is in canada but like the rules and regulations of having a business on your property or having a business in this area i'm like well i have five thousand acres can i put a building here well no it's not zoned for business like it's not commercial so it's just yeah we could find like a nice plot of land and build on it but then it's like do i really want my business on my property or I don't know. It's just weird. We haven't, we haven't yeah. found the perfect place. It'd be nice if we could get the one that's like right near our house, but. Yeah. I got super lucky with mine just because it was kind of like small town handshake. Like yeah. I didn't yeah. go through. Your location is awesome. I didn't go through like a bank or anything. I literally just shook the dude's hand and fucking pay him every month. <laughs> that's awesome. paid off. So yeah, like that's the same thing though. It's kind of like, I never had plans. Like I never had like a business mindset of like, this is the smart move. 
like buy this building and do all this other stuff. I just like stumbled upon it. It happened. And now years down the road, I look at it. It was like, wow, that's a really smart thing to do. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about it. Train conductor over there. Yeah, for real. Yeah. When trains become the new thing, like you'll be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the other thing too. As soon as that train derails, it's just going to fucking take our building. (laughs) Dad, I need you to build a massive cement wall. Yeah, just start putting in posts everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to put in one of those like uh, one of those like rail jumpers. So when I see it start to come, I just hit the button and it fucking launches it in the other direction. We need to come visit all your all shops because I I keep saying that. um, I want to see the I want to see the train. I want to see I want to ride. Yeah, I want to ride. You want to ride the train? (laughs) We're we're gonna take the train to come see. You could actually you could actually hop the train from our shop. Perfect. You just got to run. Yeah, we'll get those little hamster things that you push up and down and it goes on the trolley <laughs> track. Yeah. I don't know how smart those are. How yeah. far are you from one another? Yeah. A couple um, hours. Yeah, I think. Is that it? Was it two-ish hours? No, it's, I think it's like three or four. Yeah. Really? Because I, I went oh, to. Oh, yeah. Okay, I went I'm to. Like, well, what? I'm not. I, I'm upstate, but I'm not like that upstate. I'm literally, so, I'm, literally, I'm literally 25 minutes from PA. Okay. Well, you so. should GPS it. We should go. Um, um, I have GPSed it before. I just well, I went, I went to visit uh, Screen Print Supply and uh, Lancaster Print House that one time, and I was only half hour from you guys, I think. Oh, yeah. And no, it that took was me, super close. No, you're me, at 9 Railroad Street. Yeah. Two hours and 38 minutes. Yeah. So that's yeah, we're, we're 13 hours and 49 minute drive. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's an afternoon. Yeah, no big deal. That's a long afternoon. I drove <laughs> home from Moline, Illinois, not too long ago. We were through there. Yeah, yeah no stops, just straight through. Yeah. Well, we'll make a trip that. up that way. Back and forth from here to Georgia was 15 hours, and I would do that in one drive. Nice. Without stopping. It's not nice. I don't want you to say that. <laughs> oh, I like, I don't mind driving. So we, We've done a lot yeah, of Yeah, we drive trips. everywhere. I always yeah. used to do it. I always used to do it after work. Like I would work a full day to like five, six o'clock, go back to my apartment, grab my stuff and then drive. And I'd get home at like 10 in the morning, but it yeah, was what? always for like Thanksgiving or yeah. some holiday or something. So, wait, do you have family down there? No, I, that's when I first started. I was in Georgia. I was in Atlanta. Oh yeah. I remember you saying that. So then I would drive back to New York for things. And like I said, it was like a 15 hour drive. Yeah. That's a haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a full day of printing once and we were trying to leave for Colorado. We were taking someone's motor home for them out there so that they could vacation with it. And literally we were, we printed the whole day and I was like, no, we have to get on the road. Like this is our thing. We made it two hours from home and fell asleep in the Cabela's parking lot mm-hmm. in PA. It's like, that was, we I was like, but we left on time. <laughs> I was like, we just stopped earlier than expected. No, that's the running yeah. joke with us is that we're always late. And I mean, we are. <laughs> but I kid you not, like getting to the airport, we've cut it very close. Like if you followed me on Instagram, you've seen some of our adventures, like literally running through the airport, like full speed and missing our boarding and not having your ID. Yeah. This one. <laughs> They'll let you through. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> but we're always, always just, what do you say? Two hours behind or something on my Yeah, my general. life is usually roughly two hours behind. <laughs> Just sets the clocks back. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's think, the worst thing. I'm from Arizona and we never had daylight savings. And so you get in a rhythm here and then they change the clocks on you. He's like, I'm no, sorry, I'm on savings? Arizona time right now. No, it's like, <laughs> it's, no, they don't change. Yeah, it doesn't change. So, like, that's you smart. Get, we need to, get, we need to yeah. do that. Like, I, yeah. I hate when it changes. I hate when it's dark at five. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we need to move to Arizona. But we also have snow and. Uh, yeah. Like there's people like at my shop too that are always just like, oh, we should move the shop down south or we should do this. I'm like, dude, nothing happens here. Like, yeah, we have shitty winters, but that's it. Like we don't have <laughs> we don't have tornadoes, we don't have hurricanes, we don't have any poisonous anything. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no crime where we live. Like we could leave our doors unlocked. Like, you know. Yeah. It's it's always that grass is always greener thing. It's like you move somewhere else and you'll find a bunch of other problems that place. Has. Oh yeah. For yeah. Sure. It's like, we're totally fine where we're at. Business is good. Like, it's fine. Just leave yeah. it alone. And just travel. You can go yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I yeah. just take a vacation. That's nice now. Like, yeah, I, like us. Yeah, go on a vacation <laughs> every three weeks. And then don't come back. <laughs> Do you have a return date? No, <laughs> not yet. by 18 days. <laughs> yeah, for real. But see, that's awesome that you guys are able to do that. Like, that's the thing about, like, yeah, like, owning a business sometimes it really sucks it's a lot of hard work but then you just have to take that vacation time well like we couldn't take to. a vacation for in the beginning it was a long time before oh, we could yeah. actually leave and, and actually be gone more than a couple of days and then it got to the point eventually where you could be gone a week yeah and eventually it got to the point where we could be gone a month yeah i would but, say it was probably we were probably near five years in before we even yeah. had our first vacation and i and we sort of and I think it's important, you know, when you're stuck in that, oh, I can't get up, you know, I can't leave the shop for more than a day or whatever. Wait, I, did you have employees at the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was our fault, really. It was my fault yeah. because I didn't have the right people in place to where I could I could go <laughs> for a week. So it wasn't your fault. I love how quickly, I love how quickly you I were like, yeah. Him, yeah. I was waiting for you yeah. to catch that. Um, but but for real, but for real, it was, it was my, my fault. fault yeah. Because, uh, and, and that's the whole part of me forcing uh, uh, myself to make it so that we can be gone for a week and have systems in place, have the right people in place. Because what if it wasn't vacation? What if we were sick or something? Yeah. You, know, yeah. So. You, you have to be okay with giving up certain positions. Like when it was just the two of us, I was the customer service, invoicing, QuickBooks person, but I was also shipping and receiving and check-in. And yeah. I was doing all that. And then eventually we grew to the point where we needed, I needed help. And so instead of an invoicing person, I got a, I, I opted to let go of shipping and receiving and just knowing that things aren't going to run the same and you have to be okay with that, but you just want to find somebody that is extremely capable Yeah, and cares. Sure. And then, you know, you, you have to be okay with that. It's hard at first to let go because everything runs your way. You have know all the ins and outs in your head every day. Um, you don't have to ask them what's going on or when, you know, where is this order? Or is it delayed? Yeah. But I'm okay with it. And as we scaled, you know, we'd let go of this department or this problem or this, this area and um, thinking that, oh, God, we're, you know, this is going to be great. Now we're going to have more time. But then it always seemed like there was something else. Mm -hmm. You know, there was another area that we had to hire for or yeah. train somebody into. And, and so uh, for a while there anyway. Um, you get to so do their job and your job at the same time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So who's the better cook? Depends on what you like to eat. <laughs> if you like chicken nuggets and French fries, he's your guy. No, I can do burgers and stuff. If you like, well, yeah, you did make some burgers the other night. But if you like anything other than that, 
That's me. And I like baking too. What kind of food do you like to cook? Everything. It's very vague. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't know. What's, I mean, she makes a good pot pie. I was yeah. gonna say, what's the favorite thing that she makes for you? The pot pie. The pot pie. Yeah. Like it's a chicken pot pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What's for dinner tonight? Um, whatever's left in the. Yeah, dish. I'm not sure. <laughs> It's, well, and that's the that's yeah. the interesting thing is you know I've never done like a meal service or anything like that and with how busy we've been I've just been getting I'm sure you guys see it at Edible Underground they have just like portioned out food and everything and I've been ordering a ton of that because I don't have time to think about making food right now and like I'm watching my neighbor's dogs and it's just it's been nonstop so right now it's mostly like I just I got I went to shop right and I got some basic things to survive but whatever <laughs> Andy what was it what was it you said you cooked the other night for that special occasion with fucking baked beans or some shit <laughs> <laughs> it's hard you know you gotta cook it just the right temperature <laughs> we do tacos a lot yeah tacos we like tacos I could live off of tacos yeah yeah same yeah when you Most guys come visit do. taco Tuesday at this place in East, Eastern Pennsylvania, they're $2 tacos, but they're like those fancy little ones, but they're mm-hmm. so good. And they're margaritas. Like street tacos? Yeah. yeah. They're margaritas, man. So good. Okay, so that's the plan. We come visit yeah. you on Tuesday, Taco, t- Taco Tuesdays. This Tuesday. We drive up to Upstate on Wednesday, and then we hit yeah. up steak night on Thursday. Yeah. Perfect. Plan. Right. <laughs> and then you guys can go hike through Ithaca and go by Cornell University and oh wait, then is you that can go to Niagara are? Falls. Yeah. So I toured Ithaca. I was up there, gosh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, it's like fifteen, twenty minutes from me. But then I ended up going to Marist in Poughkeepsie. Ithaca is like the most PhDs per square mile, I think, in like the world or something oh, like gosh. that. Yeah, like real estate's super expensive up there too because it's all like professors. (laughs) 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 You date raper or something? (laughs) (laughs) Kicking in. That'll show you. (laughs) I'm just taking on my frustrations from work. (laughs) (laughs) Like 20 of those in your room. <laughs> yeah. The best part is this because it's gonna end up at work and it's gonna be bad, probably. Yeah. It's gonna get defiled, I'm sure. I just feel like the little the Amazon worker is probably like packing the order and like, how is this essential? And then just <laughs> shipping it off. <laughs> I wonder how many yeah. they ship of those a day. Dude, I bet <laughs> that's the thing though, is like when I bought this one, it uh most of the ones I wanted were sold out. <laughs> So you well, know, you know that people are home and lonely, and they're just buying oh, these, and then so they get sad. pissed and leave a one-star review because it's got no holes. <laughs> <laughs> they got twenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> twenty. All right. Well, no it's holes. been fun, guys. <laughs> we'll see you later. On that. <laughs> on that note. This is like the first time we've done anything since like February. Yeah. <laughs> We went out to eat one time so far. Last Friday. Uh, yeah, last Friday uh, to a pizza place. Uh, we sat outside. I guess that's the thing most yeah. people do. But we sat outside and nobody was wearing masks anywhere. Really? Yeah, it's so required here. It was It was weird because it was like nothing had happened. It was like going back in time for a minute. Yeah. 
masks. Oh, good. Nobody's wearing masks. Yeah. Everybody's acting normal. But now we're both sick, so it's, <laughs> it was fun. It was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Food was good. With Corona. That's right. Not well, yeah, not much has changed for me, especially yeah. the first two months. Like, because she was, she would always go to the store and do stuff, and then and t- when like, he says the store, he means the grocery yeah, store, the grocery not store. going out shopping. Yeah, <laughs> like that she was the mall. Yeah, <laughs> so things for me didn't change as much. Yeah. Like, we leave the shop and go do our own thing. Yeah, just that the going food shopping is now it's not a twenty minute ordeal; it's like a two hour ordeal. Like. Now it's gotten a lot better, but when this whole thing started, I was like, hey, see you in the afternoon. Yeah. Why was that? You mean there was lines or something? Oh my gosh, yeah. There, You'd have to wait outside yeah. before you could even get in the store. Certain amount of people in the store oh, at a yeah. time. Yeah. And then everything's, you have to go in a specific direction down yeah. each aisle. He, he and I didn't know all the, the rules. <laughs> he finally came with me one time and I'm like, listen, even if you don't need something down this aisle, you have to go down it because if you need something down the next aisle, then you're going to have to go down the other aisle. And then you're literally just going in circles. It's like a rat, like a rat race. So I was like, just go down every single aisle with me. But then you buy more because you're like, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. I got so many potato (laughs) chips the one day. I was like, I don't even eat potato chips. I'm like, I got stuck behind this lady. So I had to wait and I'm just like, "Hmm, I'm hungry. But then everywhere (laughs) is self-checkout. So they've employed all of us to... Yeah. Well, after after this <laughs> after talking to you guys, I realized it'd probably be really bad to take Tyler to like like Sam's Club or Costco because he always oh, wants to go I big or go Costco. home. Oh my god! He was gosh. just like, "This is huge. I need this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they have this taco tray at Costco. Like I don't know how many. It's like fifteen tacos in it. Amazing. It's. it's but that sounds like a solid investment, though. Oh, it is. You meal prep. Mm-hmm. Right, obviously. I meal prep with Costco hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Don't, ew. Costco pizza is good. Costco hot dogs. If it's not Nathan's or Hebrew National, I don't want anything to do with it. Whatever. <laughs> I think we just unbecame best friends. <laughs> Whatever. I don't we'll care. bring them I up got, with us. I got Linda. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll see you later. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Have a good so day. Thanks so much Thank for you. having us on here. See ya. See ya. Later. <laughs> Hey, now that they're gone. <laughs> Get that doll. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to try something?